Welcome to Kylie Mentors Moms, a podcast where you can feel empowered in your role as a business owner and a mother. I'm your host, Kylie Ann, a mom of three and wearer of all of the hats. Let's get started. Holy cow, I know I say this a lot, but it is a crazy time of year. I know that it's always a little bit crazy when you're a mom and you're a business owner and there's a lot to juggle and a lot to balance. But right now, May has been just crazy. We've got the end of the year, then to your field trips, and the year class parties, like teacher appreciation, you know, all the stuff that comes with school at this time of year, which is crazy and busy, but also so fun. And then we've got soccer schedule starting and like all of like the end of the year, like recitals and concerts and all the different things, right? So we have the end of the year stuff. And then on top of that, I feel like business just goes crazy in May. And my original business, the photography business, obviously it makes sense because we come out of winter and people start booking sessions again and we have Mother's Day and we have Easter and we have all these fun things. And then everyone comes back because it's pretty again and green and there's flowers and people want photos. And so that makes sense. But my coaching business has also kind of ramped up in the spring. And I think it's because we're all coming out of that seasonal depression that we didn't know we had until the first day of spring. And they're like, wow, we were depressed. It is so happy just being in the sunshine. So I don't know. It's been crazy. I don't know if you're feeling this too, but I get it. Lots to balance, lots going on. And I'm super excited to chat with you today because we're going to dive into some stuff that I think a lot of you guys are working on because we have group coaching going on. We have the main marketing challenge going on. And we're all kind of doing the same things together as we're relaunching or like coming back to life with our businesses this spring. So a ton of you right now are in finishing up group coaching. Today is the very last day of group coaching. And then the rest of you are probably in the middle of the May marketing challenge, which is so awesome because every single day I'm working with hundreds of business owners, all sorts of different types of businesses. We've got service-based businesses, products, MLM, we've got store owners, we've got brands, we've got all these different things. And it's so, so cool to see how the same strategies applied to all these different types of businesses can generate so many different results. And because we focus on personality-based marketing and we focus on content marketing and we focus on providing like that valuable content and that unique, authentic self, we are turning the same content, you know, the same templates or the same kind of prompts into our own marketing plans that convert our customers and speak solely to our target market. It's really, really been awesome to see. Obviously, I've done these marketing challenges for the last like five years with 90 days of marketing and the old 30 days of marketing. But what I love about the main marketing challenge is that we're bringing in the newer trends. We've got reels, we've got carousels, we've got story kind of engagement pieces in there. And that's why this episode has come about is because as I was planning the May Marketing Challenge and then I've been watching all of these amazing businesses take the May Marketing Challenge, I have learned that stories is something that I haven't really talked about, but it is something that we need to talk about because it's an underutilized tool and maybe you're using it here and there. Maybe you're not using it at all. Maybe you're using it, but you're not using it to its full potential. And that's what I want to talk about because there is so much we can gain from using Instagram stories. And that is what we're going to dive into today. As I was working with these women in the last few months in group coaching, I was noticing they would 
maybe post one time a week or just post a graphic or post stories without word, captions on it. So, so many different things. And, and they were coming to me with different problems, kind of the same problems, but they were all doing different things. Um, and so I decided, you know what? We need to have an episode where we talk about all the ways you can use stories. So if one person's making this mistake over here and one person's making this mistake, we add them all together. Boom. Now you have an amazing marketing plan and it's so simple. So let's just dive in. So stories are one way to use Instagram. We also have posts. We have single posts. We have carousel posts. Those can be graphics. Those could be images. Those could be videos. We have videos. We have reels. There's so much going on in Instagram. And so you're probably like, okay, another thing I need to do. I thought you just said I need to do reels. I thought you just said I need to do carousels. Unfortunately, we have to do it all. But let's not make it overcomplicated. Let's not have to create content for all of the different things. Let's just use it wisely and I'll tell you how. I'll tell you how. So the first thing about using Instagram stories is show up daily. Um, I think a lot of people only show up when they need to sell something or when they need to book something or when they have an opening or when they have a sale coming up or when they have a product launch. And that's why a lot of people struggle with even posting on stories or posting on Instagram because they're like, I don't want to feel salesy. I don't want to show up just when I'm selling. And I have a hard time selling because um, they don't have a relationship. And that's what it comes down to is if you don't have an authentic relationship with your followers and you're just there to sell, then yeah, it will feel salesy. And yeah, it probably won't convert that well. And yeah, you probably won't get that much engagement. And yeah, you probably won't get that many sales. So it makes sense when people tell me like, oh, I don't know. I'm not very good at like balancing selling on Instagram. I don't really post that much about selling. I, I don't really like to offer. I don't like to feel salesy. I don't blah, blah, blah. I look at their feed and I realize after following them for a week or two weeks, they're not even posting on stories. So then when they do post, they're like hiding because there's it's so awkward to post like this sell because they haven't shown up any other time. So what you need to do is you need to show up daily. And I'm not saying you need to create all this amazing content every day and you need to have, you know, all this valuable like how-tos and tutorials and behind the scenes and whatever. No, you just need to show up as you doing what you do a day in the life every single day. And there are 24 hours in a day. And maybe at the end of the day, you have six to 12 stories. So it's not like you're posting every single minute of your day, but throughout the day, checking in, having that relationship, sharing the funny things that happen, sharing the dumb things that happen, and creating that authentic relationship with your followers. For me, I love Instagram. My Instagram is my family. Um, I share a lot. I probably overshare. But the reason I do is because I've been doing this for over a decade. I think that's how long Instagram's been around. I've been doing it since the beginning. And in that time, these people have become my friends. So maybe for some people, it feels like, wow, she's sharing a lot. But like, I'm telling you, like every time I share something, you should see my DMs. These are my friends. This is like if I was texting my group neighborhood message, like my friends or a group family message. And yeah, I have all those too. I have an extended family Marco Polo chat. I have an, ex I have like a group neighbor chat. Like I love community. That is part of like my value system. I love it. And so Instagram comes really naturally for me, but it didn't always feel that way. In the beginning, I was talking to a bunch of strangers and it felt weird. So at the beginning, it might feel a little bit like, okay, nobody cares that I'm having a sandwich for lunch. And in reality, no one does care if you have a sandwich for lunch, but it's a connection point right? They don't care if you have a sandwich or burrito or like at the end of the day, the content doesn't matter. 
right? What you actually post actually doesn't matter as long as there's some sort of connection. That is the point is we want connection pieces all of the time. If you follow me on Instagram, you know I talk about everything. I talk about my family, my silly things my kids do, the dumb, embarrassing things that I do. I talk about when my laundry is overflowing. I talk about when my house is messy. I talk about when my house is clean. I talk about all the different things, right? And so through those authentic stories, I've created connections. And those connections have stuck with me over the last decade and then grown. As, you know, we get more followers, they stay because of that connection. And if they don't stay, it's because they're not connecting to me. And I don't want them to stay because I don't want people that can't connect to me to be my clients. So it doesn't matter if I'm repelling people with my stories because I would rather they know who I am, all the quirky things about me, and still want to be my client versus see one quirky thing and unfollow I don't want them to be my my client. And I think we get hung up on the fact that, oh, if I do that, then these people aren't going to like me. Or if I do that, my in-laws are going to be like talking about me or whatever it is. Are your in-laws paying your bills? No. So why are we giving them so much power over what you're sharing and what you're doing? Or the people from high school or your mom or your whatever, whoever it is in your life that you're feeling like too insecure about to show up and to just be yourself. Okay, that's the first one. The second one is genuinely get to know your community. You will hate Instagram so much less if you genuinely get to know who's following you and their stories and giving them opportunity to connect with you. So it kind of goes along with number one, obviously, because when we show up and we give them different connection pieces, we're providing them with the opportunity to connect with us. But it doesn't just end there. We got to continue that. Have the DM conversations. Like, I have so many friends who don't even have that many followers that have like their story responses turned off or when someone responds to their story, they never even like it or engage. We want to engage and get to know our community and let them get to know us and have this back and forth relationship, this two-sided friendship online and giving them those opportunities to be a part of your community. A lot of people have said to me like, you have done so much for me, da, 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 da. And I'm like, I didn't even know. Like, no one even responds sometimes and tells me that. But when they finally start doing that, then I feel like I can give even more because I know who they are and what's helping them and what's... Just like when I'm asking for reviews on here. Right now, it feels a little one-sided. You guys are listening to me. You have me in your ear in your car while you're doing laundry. Like, like you feel like you know me because I'm talking to you all the time, right? In your ear. But I don't know anything about you. But when you respond back to me. And when you leave the reviews and when you send me those emails, then I get to know you. You get to be part of my community. And then I love it. And I feel like you're a part of my family. And that's what's so beautiful about Instagram is it can turn into a family. And that's where all my friendships have been made. This is where all my team has started. Like these connections that I've made by showing up daily and letting them in have blessed my life in more ways than I can even count and probably more ways than I even know. My mission is to empower women in their roles as business owners and mothers so that they can feel like they're running an amazing business without sacrificing family life and without feeling that mom guilt. And that's why I created this little workbook that is going to walk you through a few very basic, simple steps to find peace, joy, and fulfillment in your life as a mompreneur. There's a link below where you can sign up to get the guilt-free mompreneur mini workbook and start using affirmations, a cute little schedule, 
and a gratitude journal to start living your guilt-free mompreneur life right away. Okay, number three, the third way you can improve your marketing right away with stories is don't just post the pretty Canva graphics. In fact, you can probably ditch them 99% of the time. I think we overcomplicate stories and we go into Canva and we make all these pretty templates and we do these like little carousel for stories posts. Stories don't have to be pretty. A lot of times with our feeds, we want to make them pretty. We want the graphics to be shareable. We want our Reels covers to be pretty. We want everything to look cohesive. And especially if you're a photographer or like interior design or graphic design, like that's important, right? But with stories, it can be sloppy. It can be unedited. It can be you with no makeup, with your hair crazy, with your messy house. It's real life. So stop worrying about posting pretty Canva graphics because no one's reading the Canva graphics. Like I skip over even my best friend's Canva graphics. I think graphics have a time and a place. I think stories with words have a time and a place, but I think we need a mix of both when we're doing that. So this is an example from one of my coaching clients. She has some minis coming up and she posted a pretty Canva graphic with the time slots and with like the information. It was like filled with all the information, super pretty infographic. I would swipe right over that because I'm like, click, 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 click until something catches my attention. So what instead would have been better with launching these minis is, hey guys, listen up. Who here has a husband that dreads family pictures? Pull. Yes or no? Okay. Yes. Okay. Now I'm interested because my husband hates family pictures. How are they going to help me? Okay. I'm going to press yes. Next thing. Well, I have a solution for you. I'm doing 15 minute sessions. They're super discounted. They're at this location. I only have four spots. So if your husband is one of those people or you have these grumpy toddlers, then this is the session for you. Next story is the Canva graphic with the dates. And then you can start crossing it off when people book. But can you see how that catches their attention versus just the pretty Canva graphic? The Canva graphic is great for like, okay, now we need to know what times are available and what the cost, what the details are. But nobody cares about that if they don't know they want it yet. So what can you do to lead them into wanting the thing that you're posting about? When I post about group coaching, I'm not just posting group coaching, this is what's included, this is the price, this is the date. Because no one would join. But for weeks leading up, I say, do you struggle with this? Would this help you? Is this something that you need in your business? How can I help you do this? And I'm showing them all the things I'm going to do throughout leading up. And then I'm like, if you're interested, let me know. I put them on a list. And then when it's time to open up, then they get the information. I don't even have a cute Canva graphic sharing what the group coaching is about because that's not what's important. I think we focus so much on that pretty Canva graphic when it's the probably the least important thing. We need to speak to their pain points. We need to tell stories. We need to engage them. We need to understand what they need and what they want before we give them the details. They don't need the details. They can go to your website for the details. They can go to your DMs for the details. We don't care about the details. Okay, I shouldn't say we don't care about the details because obviously we care, but we don't, stories don't care about your details. It would be so much easier to convert people if they had to DM you for the information. If you said DM me or if you want to get on my list, press yes here or whatever it is, because then we're engaging with them. We have a conversation with them and we're able to see what their needs are and convert them. Hopefully that gives you a lot to think about. Okay. Number four, use captions but not just captions, also summarize the slide. So let me explain what I'm saying. So when I go on Instagram stories and there's like someone talking to the camera, 99% of the time I don't have my sound on. 
unless their summary intrigues me. But even then, sometimes I just read the summary and I flip through quickly. Um, so that's why captions are great because they can transcribe the entire video for you. But in addition to captions, most of the time I also do a summary. Like if you're interested in learning about what's in group coaching, I'm sharing it here. Like kind of like a summary or like a title of what's going on. And then I can turn the captions on also. So as you look through my stories, I want you to notice that anytime I get on and I'm talking to the camera, I spend a couple minutes captioning out what I'm talking about and summarizing the main points with words. I even do this with photos. I never just post a photo. For example, I'm looking at my phone right now and I have a picture of my computer on my lap getting my hair done. And I could have just posted that, but that doesn't make anyone stop and think. Uh, I wrote working on editing while she works magic on my hair. And obviously that's not anything that's going to convert anyone to anything, but it's captioning what's going on in the picture. And I think a lot of times we just think people will understand what's going on or they'll stop and and look at what's going on. But what we need to do is tell everyone every single time we like every single time we post a story with a video or a photo, we need to caption it. Even when I share a graphic, I wrote, I loved this because blah, 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 or save this graphic for later or share this graphic if it resonates with you. I'm always captioning on top of the photos or on top of sharing the posts or on top of the videos. And that is crucial. I can't tell you how many, even my coaching girls stories I skipped over because I didn't have my sound on or because it was late at night or early in the morning, my husband was sleeping or, or I was busy or I was in the, in the car in carpool. And like, I just didn't have time to watch the whole like two minute video, but if I had captions, I could have known what was going on and I could have supported them and I could have listened and all the things. So use the captions, use the text to type over the photos and over the videos to summarize what's going on and to tell the story in words, not just photos, not just videos. Number five, use the engagement tools. Use the slider. Do you agree with this? how much do you agree with this? And then have the fire slider. Or what do you think about this photo? And have the hard eyes emoji in the slider. Or using the polls, like, do you agree with this? Yes or yes, yes. Yes or no. I do the polls all the time. Like, would you rather be a night owl or early bird when I'm talking about how I'm working at night? Like, and so instead of just saying, I'm working late at night tonight, I write, I'm working late at night tonight. Do you guys like to work late or do you like to wake up early? And then not only am I telling what I'm doing and showing behind the scenes of my working life, I'm also allowing them to speak back to me and tell me what they prefer. And that's what I'm talking about with that second point that I made is we're genuinely getting to know our community and allowing them to have a voice back instead of just being a one-sided conversation. And then the last thing is using the questionnaires or the question bubble to get people to ask more questions or to give their suggestions or to do different quizzes and stuff. Even on my anniversary, which doesn't relate to my business at all, I was like, let's do an anniversary quiz. Who was the first one to say I love you? Who's the first one to hold the hands? Or And, and then I told the story afterwards. And so quizzes and questionnaires and polls are great to start that engagement before you kind of go into the details or go into what you wanted to say at the end, if that makes sense. Number six, share your personality, your real life, your humor, the funny things that are happening in your life, the funny things your kids are doing, the things that make you laugh, the things that make you cry, the things that 
make you feel. All the things that make you feel are what makes your personality yours, and we want to share that. So don't just share your business stuff. Share your real life stuff. That's what people like even more than the business stuff. Then when it's time to share the business stuff, when it's time to do the sale, when it's time to launch the product, when it's time to get on there and get customers, you have relationships built and you don't feel salesy because you're just providing value to the people that you know and love. Um, And so it's so much different when you're on there with your true personality and you're showing up and you're engaging and you're connecting. Number seven, show your face. Show your face on stories, pictures, talking to the camera, behind the scenes videos of what you're doing. Show up. These clients are going to turn into your actual clients. So if you're showing up with your face, they're going to get to know who you are and they're going to connect with you and they're going to like know who you like. They're going to know and they're going to feel already like they're your friend, even if they've never met you in real life. The other day I met a girl that I've known for so long, follow her on Instagram. We had a Zoom call. She's in some of my coaching groups. And she was like, hey, it's it's me. And I was like, I know. And then I was like, wait, have we never met in real life? And she's like, no. And I was like, oh my gosh, I thought I had already known her because I've already known her from online for years. And that happens to me all the time. Like I meet people that I follow and I think I know them or I introduce them as my friend. And I'm like, oh, I've never met them. But because of Instagram, we have this opportunity to know so many more people and to connect with so many more people on a deeper level. And it's really awesome and really amazing. In addition, use words. Use words on the videos, use words on the photos, but also use words just on its own, on blank stories. If you want to do like a blank story, you just go to posting a story and you can choose like just a regular picture or whatever. And then you go up to the the right corner and you press draw and you just hold the screen and it will turn it to whatever. So if you chose it, like obviously it would, it would start on white. So if you held the screen with that with that draw, with that paintbrush, it'll turn the screen white, but you can choose any color and make a backdrop in like 10 seconds. You don't have to go to Canva. You don't have to do whatever. You can change your font on there. You can add um, hashtags and tags that hyperlink inside of Instagram. It's really awesome. You can just do everything right there in your Instagram stories. And number eight, share your posts and your reels with context. So the with context part is important. A lot of us, we just go on, we do our posts, we share the post to stories, we go offline and we check out. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is, okay, I have a story or I have a post going live today. Let's look at my actual Instagram from the last few weeks. Um, so, okay, this is a good example. Uh, about a week ago, I had an episode on running a business as an anxious mom. And it was a podcast episode from a couple weeks ago. I'm sure you guys remember it. And I talked about some things you can do to push through anxiety. And I had a carousel with all of those tools that I talked about on the podcast. So instead of just going on and sharing that graphic to my stories, I got it and said, hey, is anyone on here anxious like me? And there, I did a poll. Yes, I'm anxious. Yes, I need this. Well, I have come up with these eight things or nine things that help me when I'm feeling anxious to keep moving forward in my business and to keep making money and to keep hitting my goals, even though I'm feeling a lot of anxiety and blah, blah, blah. Here's a link. Save it for later. Like, and I did all the things. I showed my face. I shared the graphic. I wrote captions. I did polls. I had links. And so I'm sharing what I'm posting to my main feed with context, with a background story, with engagement. And so that post now 
becomes my story content, it now people are going on and actually seeing it and saving it. And they're not just skipping by it because it's just another pretty graphic. Like I showed kind of the story behind it. I engaged people and then they're like, oh yeah, I need that. Um, so that's what we need to do with story with stories is kind of like beef them up. I think right now a lot of people are just using stories out of obligation. Like, okay, it's time for my mini announcement. I need to post a story. But what we need to start doing is showing up, being genuine, connecting, letting our audience connect back with us, not just posting the pretty graphics, but using our faces and using words and using captions and using engagement tools like sliders and polls and questionnaires and quizzes and sharing our personality and showing up with actual context and not just like one and done, I did it. So I hope that helps you guys. I hope that helps feel like more excitement about using stories and more excitement about using Instagram. It really is a beautiful tool that we have. And I don't know where I I would be without Instagram. It's where I've connected to all of you guys. It's where I've connected to all of my coaching students, all of my group coaching students. And it's the very best thing that's happened to my business. And I hope that it's the same for you. Also, I wanted to mention that we are opening up another round of group coaching. If you're interested, please reach out to me and I will let you know all of the the details. It has been an amazing, amazing two months with the last group of group coaching girls. So fulfilling, so amazing to watch their transformations individually and like their personal journeys with growing their business. It's been absolutely incredible to watch. So if you want to be a part of that change, please reach out to me, Kylie at KylieAnnStudios.com. We have a couple of openings and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for being here on the Kylie Mentors Moms podcast. If you have a friend that needs to hear this message, please share it. Hang out with us daily at Kylie Studios on Instagram and use the hashtag Kylie Mentors Moms.